You are listening to episode number four, Real Life, Keeping Up with the Joneses. This is the Scripture Beats podcast with Amber and Brittany. We are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and we're here to create a support system and to bring the scriptures to life for our families through the powers of memorization, music, and many other tools. Pretty soon, we'll all be singing our way through the scriptures together. Hello, everybody. Welcome. It's good to be with you again. Yeah, we are super excited for this week's episode, and it's actually our first real life episode. Um, we we wanted this to be a conversation and something where we can share our trials for the week of like how it went to do the scriptures with our family or share, you know, what worked and what didn't work. So um, the theme word we came up with is keeping up with the Joneses. I think that phrase has been around for a really long time. And to me, that phrase says, do not compare yourself. That That's what it means to me. Stop comparing yourselves. Uh, and just because they do it doesn't mean you need to do it. There's, well, there's a million Joneses, right? Totally. There are so many Joneses that it's hard to even know which one you would like need to be following anyway, right? There's definitely not a perfect copy and paste option for everyone. And, you know, it's really easy to feel overwhelmed. We live in this world that just has so many options and resources. And so for me, like I actually get very overwhelmed by having too many choices So if it's going to cause me a lot of anxiety and I'm not looking forward to doing a certain activity with my kids that week, or it was way too much prep, but I feel like I have to do it, it's not going to be fun. And you just tell yourself that, hey, I am not going to do that. I'm going to do something that is less stress because we all want stress-free family time, right? Yes. And our family... My oldest is always like, just make it fun with a game every time for scripture study and then we'll want to do it. And I'm like, I I mean, I get that you like that, but I actually can't come up with that many games. It's just <laughs> hard to please him in all those ways. So we're constantly trying to work out ways that we can engage them and make it fun for them, but in a way that is manageable and doable for me, mm-hmm. where I'm going to be able to connect with him and all of my kids and still be true to myself. Does that make sense? Yeah, completely, especially with like a big age range of kids, you know? I think in this way, like keeping up with the Joneses to me means the ideal probably is why don't we go sit down, everybody on the couch and go, you know, bring your scriptures with you and let's make it formal. Yeah, make it formal. And we're going to read a chapter and we're going to read one verse each and go around in a circle. (laughs) I don't know if that is the ideal, but like. That is definitely what we used to do when I was growing up. And um, while there were a lot of good things that happened at our family scripture study, I know that there were many times I was super bored and totally unengaged. And maybe those times when I actually was engaged, my brothers weren't. It was hard to get us all on the same page and doing something um, like that when we were all at different ages. And so... Whatever your ideal is in your head, if it's not working for you, then it's not actually your ideal. 
So that's kind of what it means for me with keeping up with the Joneses. Like figure out what what works for you. And that's actually what the ideal is. You fit and tailor the ideal to you. Yeah, uh, that is perfectly said. It's funny, my eight-year-old, um, he's definitely in a stage where he thinks like, oh, I'm older and I I don't do little kid stuff anymore and I do adult things now. <laughs> and so whenever we try to be like, okay, you know, tonight we're going to do something that might be a little bit more engaging for Kyler and, and you know, Beck, my two younger ones, then he's like, oh, geez, like this is so lame. And so it really is a hard balance to find of like when you do have an older one and younger ones how to make them all engaged because then there's times where I will do something more specifically geared towards Liam but then my middle child Kyler is like jumping all over the place and we can't get him to sit down and pay attention right Right. yes we have the same problems and Hopefully some of the stuff that we talk about today can kind of speak to some of these problems. And actually, this is a lot of what the real life episodes are about. We're hoping that, you know, we've mentioned before that we want you guys to come on and share some things. And we're hoping that you guys can give us ideas and that we can kind of figure this out. But um, I think one of the things is, you know, when, when you're talking like discipline and parenting, you're needing different um, tricks up your sleeve all the time, right? Because you'll find something that Mm -hmm. works really well at one point, but then it'll only work for like a week and then it doesn't work anymore. So you need to change things up and have them hop on board with a new program or whatever. So a constant evolution is what is needed in your mindset for how family scripture study is going to work. Because I think a lot of people are like, no, this is how we do it. And we just do it day after day or week after week. And, but no, that's, I don't think that should Mm -hmm. be the case. And there can be some constants Mm -hmm. for sure. Like for us, every Monday we do the same thing. And every Tuesday we do the same thing. And every Wednesday. So we have something that we do um, that's the same each day of the week. But it looks different each day of the week, if that makes sense, during the week. Yes, yes. And, you know, I think sometimes it can be a little scary to – I think it's easy for us to stay in our comfort zone. So when we find something that works for us and it's working for our family, but then all of a sudden it's not working, then we're like, no, 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 no. I don't want to change this. And – I, it's nerve wracking to think like now I have to come up with like a new idea, but I think that's, what's fun about it. I mean, I, I enjoy the evolution of our family study time. Yeah. Well, it's going to bring out different, um, ideas. I think you can ask your kids like, well, it looks like doing scriptures this way isn't actually working anymore. So what, what would be better for you guys? If you're not loving this thing that we're doing right now, is there something else that you would rather be doing? Yeah. And you don't have to have it. I think, I don't know if we already talked about this, but I don't think there's any one time of day that this needs to be done. For me growing up, it was like, it was just me and my mom. And so we didn't do scripture study like ever. (laughs) And we didn't really do family home evening either. But like in the sense that, you know, we grew up with in our church, but we did our own thing. 
And a lot of the time, yeah, you did what would, worked for you guys. We did what worked for us. Yeah. And it doesn't need to always be at dinner time or bedtime, or maybe it's your kids are home for the day. And so it works to do it at lunchtime. I think it's fine to be really flexible with when you choose to have that time to study with your family. Yes. And something that you and I had talked about a little while ago that's actually really been helping me lately, and I love feeling this flexibility, is like you don't have to have all the members of your family there for family scripture study every night. Obviously, like in my family, that's something that I want to try and do. Like we want to have that experience together as a family and grow. But because of the age range in our family, that's one reason it doesn't work. And another reason is because so many people have children that are in different activities. And so, you know, and then you have early morning school or basketball games or yeah. you know, sports. Yeah. Or dad's work or whatever. Yeah. Or mom's work. And, and it just doesn't, schedules don't line up. And I know that that has been a real stressor for me and for many of my sisters-in-law or friends. And so one of the things that I love is just that we don't have to stress about making sure everybody is there at the same time. My son had play practice last week and um, I didn't get dinner done early enough to be able to sit down and eat all together and do scriptures together, which is like my ideal, I guess, before we have to go off to our different activities. And so while I was gone taking my son to play practice, my husband did our usual scriptures for that night with the rest of the kids. And when I came back with my other son, then him and I sat down and we did it together. And what I thought was super cool about that was that it gave him and I an extra bonding opportunity that we wouldn't have gotten otherwise. And that honestly would have and could have been like a frustration or like angry part of our day because somebody wasn't listening and then I got mad at somebody else. But But instead it turned into be this special time. Yes. Yes. And then like um, with the scripture verses, you know, with my with my four-year-old, his brothers are gone all day at school and he's still home all day with um, my with my youngest too. And so sometimes we'll be singing the scripture verses together or we'll, you know, he, we've got like these little board books that are Bible stories. And that really is more geared, obviously, that's like geared towards him. And so that was really fun um, for him and I to just like look through books the other day or seeing the scripture verses. And then I'm like, I don't care if he's here during family scripture study tonight because I already gave him a dose of scriptures today. And we talked about it and yeah. it was a bonding experience for him and I too. Yeah. And I think something that's really important for us to always remember as we are in this phase of teaching, you know, our little ones, our teenagers, just our kids, that anything we do can invite the spirit. And it's something that God will look on and he'll be so happy that at least we're trying. We're trying to bring the spirit into our house. We're trying to teach our kids about the gospel. So just even trying is good enough. Oh, I love that so much because how many times do we try and feel like we fail? Oh, like we, so many times. Yeah, scriptures was a bomb tonight. Like it didn't work. It, it actually set the bomb off, right? But no, I, I like to ask myself a few questions. So one of them, which I think goes with this, is how are we mingling with God throughout the day? And I already kind of explained that. Like uh, with my four-year-old, I was 
I, we mingled with God by singing a song together about the scriptures or by reading mm-hmm. old books that had Bible stories in them. And then with my other kids, we have a few podcasts that we love, but we haven't been able to find a ton, which is part of the reason we're making these podcasts for the kids. Yeah. Um, but there's a few that are like life coaching skills that my kids should learn to be able to help them with their emotions. And I think God would love to, love to see that we're trying to teach our kids emotional resiliency or how to be a nicer person to other people, right? And a more loving person. So those are opportunities where we are mingling with God when we teach them those types of things. And I think it shouldn't be a checklist, but if it is for you, that should count, right? Right. Yes. I've struggled with that where I have felt that I just didn't because I didn't do it a certain way, because I didn't do it like my next door neighbor or my best friend, I did not do good enough. We lived in West Virginia for three years while my husband was going to medical school. And we just had this great community of our family, basically. Our friends were our family there. And the girls were just so amazing. And so I just had a lot of wonderful friends. Well, what comes with that is sharing of so many ideas, right? So we would always be saying, hey, we did this this week and it worked really well. Or look at this come follow me resource. And oh, I follow this person and she does all these things. And my next door neighbor, who was a great friend of mine and I just loved her, she was so crafty. She would get really involved in her prep work. She homeschooled her kids. So I think she just, she was so good at using all these fun ideas and she would do big games and she would laminate everything and she would do a lot of printables and coloring activities, right? And I tried so hard for the first little while to be like, I'm going to do it like that. And so I would try to do a coloring activity or I would try to laminate things or, you know, kind of be more creative and cutesy, right? But quickly that became very stressful. And I realized that I'm just not that person. That's not how I enjoy teaching my family. And that's how she does it. And she's really good at that. And, you know, I had another friend who she's like pretty much good at everything she does. You know, we all have friends like that. (laughs) And She is very well organized and she's really great with technology. So when she's doing scripture study with her family, she utilizes that part of her. Um, She utilizes technology a lot. She's very organized and like systematical in how she teaches. And I'm also not that way. So I feel like I'm a little bit in between both. And it took me probably the whole time we were out in medical school to realize that I'm unique and I'm me and that's enough. And I'm my, you know, I'm the mother to my kids. So I know what's best for them. And so I'm going to do it how I think it should be done and not care about all the other stuff. I love that so much. And I think that what we can learn from that too is that you know, we all have different strengths and we shouldn't 
compare our strengths to anybody else's strengths or our weaknesses to another person's strengths. Like just comparing in general is such a dangerous thing because we should just be celebrating the good things that other people do. And so to be able to look at one friend and say like, you're so crafty. I love that you're so crafty. And I am not going to do it that Mm -hmm. way. Even though I love that you're doing it that way, that just isn't going to work for me, but I'm still so happy that you do it. And maybe someday I can like hop on that train, but it's not going to be today. And then maybe with your other friend that's super systematic and does things super great like that, you know, it's the same, the same idea. Like, yeah, it's just not me, but I so appreciate that you do it that way. And maybe I can glean a few things from you, but not do it exactly the same way. Right. Right. So I think that you just need to dig into your soul and be like, hey, what am I good at? Like, what can I offer to my family that maybe I've been suppressing because it wasn't the um, ideal way that I thought I was supposed to be doing this? Mm -hmm. Or how is it that you can bring God into your family and bring unity to your family and and the spirit into your family just to feel better and to love each other more, to be kinder, whatever it is, right? Right. And the reason why we're doing this is we want to help instill a love for the scriptures with your family because that will bring unity and it will become more natural to talk about the gospel topics or God, and your children will become more curious and ask questions, which then creates communication. And so, so much good comes from adding the scriptures a little bit every day to our lives. Yes, I love that. Well, and when you're talking about family unity, um, my husband helps keep me grounded because I do have more of these unrealistic expectations for my family of what things should look like and how it should go. And he's like, you know, on Sunday we went to church and we all got this really good dose in sacrament meeting and in our classes and we were fed the spirit that day. So he's like, why don't we just do something fun as a family on Sunday instead of try and get another family scripture study in? Let's play a game together or let's go on a walk Mm -hmm. together. Let's do something that brings us closer together. And that's also another way that God would be so happy to see us working with our family and bringing him into our family. That's what he wants for our family. And if our kids are growing up with the idea that like, oh, this is a dreadful time of day, (laughs) then that's really not the point, right? right? We're missing it. That's the way that they feel about it. Now we can't, control the way that they feel about it, we can do the best that we can do. And I think that's also important to remember is that even though we're trying to change things up or trying to make things fun, um, we still can't control whether they're going to love it or not. And we need to be okay with that. Like we just do our best and your kids are going to have their own journey. And that's totally cool too. Right. They have choices. They can choose if they want to enjoy it or not, you know? This was so fun. I loved this episode and I really hope that everyone can pull something that applies to them and their family from this episode this week. Yeah, it's really helped me as I've been thinking about it lately. So hopefully it helps you guys too. Thanks, you guys. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye. We want to hear how Scripture Beats works for you. 
So if you want your stories, ideas, or pictures shared on our podcast or Instagram, contact us at scripturebeats at gmail.com. Or you can simply just pop on over to glean all the goodies instead on our Instagram at scripturebeats for extra tips and tricks to help your family along the way. Also remember, we can do this. Families that scripture beats together stay together.